Welcome to another episode of Ask the Zamboni Experts. I'm your host, Doug Peters. Today's guest is Matt Quapis of Mobility Sports, LLC. Today, we're going to be talking about the sleds that Matt's company develops to enable hockey players to play hockey on sleds if they've got injuries. Matt, welcome and thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Doug. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you here. Could you tell us and our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, your family, and where you live? Um, yeah, so I actually grew up in um, northern Michigan, just a small town uh, about an hour south of the Mackinac Bridge, um, and grew up up there. Um, I've, um, I'm have i a wheelchair user. I've been in a wheelchair the majority of my life. I was born with spina bifida, um, and... I found um, sled hockey um, when I was about 14, I believe. Um, there was a clinic um, down in about uh, down in Grand Rapids, which was about three hours from where we lived in northern Michigan, um, and um, got on the got on the ice. At that time, my my dad had um, had previously worked in the in the software. Um, industry um, selling software for the last 20 years or so um, was recently laid off you know when that whole the dot-com bubble kind of you know all that happened and so um, he was laid off I got on the ice he was thinking about um, uh, making wheelchairs um, you know just with wheelchairs being so incredibly expensive um, he actually, uh, my dad actually had a, at one time, it just recently expired, um, had a patent on a wheelchair. Um, and so he built me several of those, um, you know, bought his own welder, taught himself how to weld. Um, and then when I found sled hockey, he was like, oh, I could build one of those. And so he, you know, um, took one, uh, that I was using there, um, brought it in his, you know, uh, quote-unquote workshop, which was our uh, two-car garage um, where we were living at the time. Uh, we had moved to uh, down by Detroit, Michigan, um, and he built um, a sled. And, um, you know, uh, I took it to my, that next practice that weekend, and everybody's like, oh, where'd that sled come from? And my dad said, oh, I built that. And, you know, the rest is kind of just history. Um, you know, since then, um, we've moved, uh, we moved again, uh, my, uh, junior year of high school. Um, and, uh, now live, I now live in, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, where I kind of handle, um, you know, I've graduated from high school, graduated from high school about 10 years ago, got my, uh, associate's degree in business administration. Um, and started working with my dad, you know, I was really passionate about it. It's, you know, it's great to work with my dad and, um, you know, kind of educate people about, about sled hockey. And, uh, so, I mean, you know, since then we, my dad, my parents have actually about three years ago, they moved back up to Northern Michigan where I grew up. Um, and my dad went from working in a, you know, essentially a two-car garage to a, I believe it's like a 40 by 60 um, uh, foot uh, pole barn. So he has all of his equipment in there. And 
yeah, so things have really, you know, kind of taken off in the last couple of years. Uh, and that, I think that's, that's, uh, that, that's awesome. So you're down in Fort Wayne. Do you ever venture over to the Allen County War Memorial in Fort Wayne? Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, I go um, about once a year to go and watch, um, uh, you know, the Comet Games. Um, that's our local, I believe it's, um, it used to be IHL, but I'm not sure what, I think it's ECHL now. Um, and our, um, we have a local sled hockey program here um, in Fort Wayne um, that my dad and I actually helped start when we moved here about 15 years ago. Um, and we used to, um, back, this has been several years ago, um, skate. Um, in between periods at the Comet Games once a year. Um, haven't done that in several several years, but that was really neat to be able to do that. Well, we'll have to put a call into Randy Brown over there, who's been a bit, very big fan of Zamboni and the Zamboni Company for many years. Uh, I would see him annually, and he's one of the finest gentlemen I've had the pleasure to meet. And if I can be of any help to you and uh, hooking something up uh, in between periods at a game uh, for a presentation of the sled hockey so people can see your talents as well as the talents of others, just let me know and I'd be happy to do so. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. I will keep that in mind. Great. Can you tell us, you, you got your start um, uh, at a opportunity to try sled hockey. Um, is that how your love for hockey got its start, or were you a hockey fan before that, and then that drove you to go down and, and give sled hockey a try? Oh, I've been a um, a hockey fan, really. You know, growing up in Michigan, it was kind of, uh, you know, everyone's a hockey fan up there. I was, a, you know, been a lifelong fan of the Detroit Red Wings, um, and um, several of my friends um, played stand-up um, hockey. So I've always, I'd always been a hockey fan, you know, I'd go to the high school games um, up there. And um, so when I was able, when I found, saw, uh, you know, that uh, hockey that I could actually physically play, I was just blown away and so excited. Well, your story touched my heart, uh, Matt, when I saw it on, uh, I believe it was Hockey Day in the USA it inspired me to reach out to you. Uh, a very dear friend of mine, and the, as well as the company, uh, it was Travis Roy. I don't know if you're familiar with the Travis Roy story or not, but Travis uh, was a hockey player who became a quadriplegic, his first shift playing at BU. And uh, for 25 years while he was in his wheelchair, uh, he had a foundation and did quite a bit for those uh, less fortunate than he was. Uh, and his foundation gave out um, millions of dollars in uh, grants for both research and to make people people's lives easier that uh, reside in a wheelchair. But that was part of the reason I wanted to reach out and talk to you because uh, while the stories are not identical, there are some similarities. And I, I really was touched uh, by the story that uh, Discover and the NHL did on you and your father. Yeah, yeah, and you know I'm, um, uh, you know, familiar with with Travis Roy and all the work that he did, and you know was, um, you know, really just great and all around great man. 
Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, as far as the story that, um, you know, Discover in the NHL did, um, you know, on, uh, you know, my dad and I, um, I personally think that, um, you know, that it was great. Um, I was honored to be a part of it. But for me, it's about, you know, what we, um, you know, all the possibilities that we, you know, we're able to create um, for, you know, people that, you know, uh, they get injured in a car accident or, you know, they're injured overseas, you know, fighting for our country and they come back here and they, they're just, they, they, they don't feel like they don't have a place anymore. And then they find sled hockey and it's just like, everything just opens up for them. And it's just great. It's just great to see that it, it's really changed people. It really changes people's lives. Are you still playing sled hockey? Uh, and if so, whereabouts are you doing that? Um, so I did take a, a few years off um, back in um, uh, 2018. Um, I got married. And um, so I took a few years off to just kind of, you know, focus on helping um, with, with our business. And, you know, I was really just, um, I didn't want to be, you know, I'm in a wheelchair and, you know, I use my arms all the time. I didn't want to be one of these, um, you know, 40-year-old guys that have to have rotator cuff surgery. Um, and so, you know, being 30, I was like, oh, I want, you know, at that time I wasn't quite 30, but almost. And, uh, I, you know, I, so I took a couple years off, but in that time I realized, you know, how much I really missed it. Um, and so um, actually back last year I decided that I really wanted to go back um but then everything kind of shut down um so I re but I've really missed it and you know I play here um on the local team uh here in Fort Wayne which I you know previously mentioned that my dad and I uh helped start um and we travel really all over the you know we have tournaments um you know when I played regularly before a few years ago we would travel you know, um, to Grand Rapids, um, up by Detroit, um, to Ohio a few different times, um, you know, been to Pittsburgh. I think the, the, the furthest we've traveled has been to, um, uh, San Jose. We were there for a tournament, um, the, the national tournament. Um, it was, I think about five years ago. Um, so that, that was a lot of fun, but yeah, we've been all over you know, playing, um, and then it seemed like, you know, when I wasn't playing, I was, um, you know, even in between games, I would, you know, change out of all my gear, and I would help my dad, we would have a booth set up, and, you know, just educate people about, you know, our products, and, you know, help them if they had um, uh, equipment issues with their sleds, um, you know, maybe on, you know, on occasion, they'd be looking at, um you know, buying a new sled and we'd get them, you know, set up with all that, uh, and just different things like that. So, um, but I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, hopefully come this fall, um, to kind of, you know, jump back in my sled and get back at it, um, full force. It's funny. You talk about a 40 year old guy having to have shoulder surgery. Well, I'm one of those, but I'm much, uh, much older than the 40 years old. Of bowling took its toll on my shoulder, as did uh, years of schlepping suitcases around on the road. And 
I don't even know how many years ago it is now that uh, that I had to have my one shoulder fixed, and at some point in time, I'm sure I'll have to have my other one fixed as well. So uh, it, there there is light at the end of the tunnel if you do have to have that done. Uh, the advancements yeah. that they've made made in it uh, are are wonderful. So. Matt, do you see rinks making modifications uh, to make it easier access for sled hockey? I've seen some uh, where they've either got a shorter dasher board or they've actually got a clear dasher uh, facing so that uh, the players, when they're on the bench, can see out onto the ice and see what's going on in the game. Correct. And, you know, I have seen, uh, you know, that happening. Of course, you know, it could always be better. And I think as, you know, the the game of sled hockey grows, which is just like it just grows more and more each year, you'll see more and more rinks hopefully having more adaptions. And, yeah, so what, you know, what I've seen that they do, because um, typically in, in a sled hockey game, you know, the players that, you know, there's it's uh same rules as stand-up hockey. So there's five skaters and a goalie. And the, the players that, you know, aren't out um, on the ice, are just lined up in their sleds on the other side of the boards. Um, so it can, you know, as you can imagine, um, kind of uh, um, impede play, you know, if a puck gets, you know, bumped up, you know, up against the players, then there's kind of a, you know, kind of a scramble to get it out. Um, so the, the rinks that have, um, you know, been able to kind of create that, the, you know, put the plexiglass up along along the boards, and then they put the synthetic ice down so you can, um, the players that are not, you know, in play can kind of skate off. Um, that's really great. Um, and I do see, you know, as time goes on, hopefully more rinks, um, you know, start doing that because, you know, I just think it would be great, you know, not only for sled hockey players, but just, you know, in general, I just think it's just great. We've heard that you're a Red Wing fan, and I've got great respect for that organization. They've been a great customer of ours. Um, but being an Anaheim Duck fan, we kind of got tired of them uh, beating up on the lowly little Ducks um, over the years. We we did the one year that the Ducks won the Stanley Cup. Uh, we were able to finally, finally vanquish the, the mighty Red Wings. Do you have a, a favorite college team that you follow? Um, now or when you're growing up to be honest no um i was never never just college sports in general never really big on it you know growing up in michigan you know of course if there was a michigan game you know a hockey game on um university of michigan or even michigan state i actually did go one year to um i believe it was the michigan michigan state hockey game you know this is probably 15 years ago, 20 years ago, um, but that was really neat, um, and I believe that was at uh, uh, Michigan State in uh, in East Lansing um, at their arena. Um, so, you know, I would say, you know, I have always been, you know, a fan of the Michigan teams, uh, now living in Indiana. Um, you know, Notre Dame is always great. Um, you know, been to, a, I think, one of a, a Notre Dame game, a hockey game as well. Um, but, you know, I always joke as far as college uh, teams go, I'm a fan um, of whoever I'm, I'm with. If, if that person is a, a, you know, a diehard fan of a certain team, sure I am too. 
that's funny because my favorite teams who's ever beating the Lakers um, okay. and growing up <laughs> growing up in Minnesota and most people don't understand that it's um, not because of the abundance of lakes in Southern California uh, that the Lakers got their name so I, I understand and it's nice that you've got the ability to uh, to change your allegiances to suit the crowd that you're with. One of the uh, more famous Red Wings, uh, Sergei Fedorov, who I'm sure that uh, you got to see play, um, his brother owns and operates a rink in Petoskey. Have you gone over and visited that rink uh, or had any games up that way when, when you were living in upstate Michigan? I have not. And, you know, I, to be completely honest, I was not, not aware of that. Um, my parents live probably about an hour away from Petoskey and I, I get up to visit them um, once every couple months. So next time I'm up there, I will have to go and, um, you know, check it out. Um, Cause you know, uh, Fedorov definitely was, you know, one of, one of my uh, favorite players, you know, along with you know, Yeiserman and Datsu, you know, all those guys from, you know, back in the day, they were all my favorite. So I'll have to go check out that rink. Yeah, if you do stop in and say hi to Feder, he's a great guy. I've been chatting with him. He bought a machine from us uh, a few years back, and he's just uh, a wonderful guy. And tell him that uh, you could give him some tips on how to not dump and chase the puck uh, while you're on your sled, well, how you'll be able to skate it in around him. So really good guy. I'll definitely keep that in mind. Great. Matt, can you tell us how sleds have evolved over the years uh, to improve the game for their users. Oh yeah, I mean I you know can't speak you know a lot on this to be honest. I'm not uh, you know for for a few reasons. One, I'm not a super uh, you know mechanical guy. My my dad handles all that with our business. Um, but you know just from what I've seen, um, you know from the little bit you know uh, you know I say short time that we've been in, uh, involved in sled hockey because. You know, sled hockey really was in existence for, um, you know, several years before we really got involved. But you see some of the, the earlier sleds, and they were, um, you know, quite literally just, um, you know, to, to um, you know, um, I think at that time they may have even used steel to, you know, to produce the sleds. And they were, the, the players were literally, you know, sitting on, um you know, so there would be two two rails um, with two skate blades underneath of them, and then where their uh, their heels go. Um, you know, now we have um, padding that your heels sit up on, so they're not dragging on the ice. But before that, you know, I've seen that they just use tape, um, and then to sit in, they would just, um, you know, quite literally, I've seen seen some. It was just, you know, um, wood with um you know a little bit of padding around it um and you know now it's you know the slides have just come so far they're you know really tailored toward um each individual person i mean we can get them to you know where it's you get in in the sled and it's like you're you know for lack of a better um you know phrase that you're sitting um you know in an ice skate i mean it fits to you like a glove um so it's it's really come you know leaps and bounds to where it was you know um when it started you know 20 you know 20 30 years ago 
so they become much more customized to the the shape of the person uh is that an yes. accurate statement yes sir absolutely you know we have different um bucket sizes um you know to accommodate for you know different you know size hips and you know all of that and then um and then different lengths so you can um and you know all of our sleds are adjustable um so you know they they do fit you know different size people um and you know whereas before it was just kind of you know from my understanding it kind of you know the sled is you know it was built for you and that was it and um you know it it, it there was no adjustability so i know that kind of goes back on what i i said before about it being you know more custom or more custom um but they're just it's definitely um you know i i see now they're definitely more more custom and you know as well as you know more adjustable if if that makes sense it it does completely and uh since we build ice resurfacers and we get customers that want them different colors uh up in to the Detroit area, they may want a red and white one, um, or in uh, at the big house, they might want a maize and blue, and um, not maybe necessarily looking for the maroon and gold of Minnesota Gophers. Do you guys offer different colors or any ways for them uh, to customize the look of the the sled? We do not. That's something that, you know we just don't offer. Um, you know primarily um just on cost on our end um and um you know we do have some um uh pieces or components on our sleds um the uh, primarily the the blade spacers so um we can you can customize your your blade width um you know that that that's underneath the sled um from anywhere from like a half an inch up to six inches, six or even I think like seven inches. And you know, the wider that the blades are, um, you know, the the more um, stable the sled is, but it's harder to turn um, and, and maneuver the sled. So the, you know, the theory is, you know, the better you get, the more practice you have, the more you can bring those blades in. Uh, but where I was going with that was, um those the spacers and they're, and they're just spacers you know that you put in in the blades um we have those different colors um and you know that's really just to tell them apart so when we ship out a slide we can say you know indicate you know use the the black spacers and then you know also use the red spacers and, and just kind of um for for that so it, it's interesting. I had the opportunity years ago to um, partake in uh, in a sled, and it was at a conference out on the Cape uh, of Massachusetts, Cape Cod. And uh, it amazes me when I watch uh, the Olympic level, or not necessarily even Olympic level, just the people who are um regulars at sled hockey what they're able to do it, it's mind-boggling to me because as a former hockey player an upright hockey player um and my game now is not uh, not all that great not that it ever was but 
it, it amazes me what people can do with those sleds. And beyond, you know, they've got a disability. Um, they are able to do incredible things. And I thank you and your father for uh, creating components that enable them to have that experience uh, on ice like an upright skater might have. Of course, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, honored really to be, um, you know, I think I can speak for both my dad and I were, we're honored to, you know, just be a part of it and just to see, you know, it, it, you know, I hate to say it again, but you know, just how it changes people's lives. And, um, uh, you know, I've just, you know, just to speak on the, um, the, uh, the speed of the game. I mean, you watch the elite level, like the, the Paralympic skaters and it's, nearly or you know even at the same speed of the um you know the nhl players i mean it's just so fast and what those players are able to do uh with with their sleds um it's just it is you know like you said incredible since we produce ice resurfacers what critiques or suggestions would you have for uh, hopefully Zamboni ice resurfacer drivers to provide conditions that would help players in sled hockey. I would definitely say, you know, it's definitely tough, you know, when sometimes you get on the ice and it's um, quite literally like a lake and, you know, it's, uh, you know, over time, you know, as the game goes on, it, um, it that does get better, but it's, uh, that part is tough when it is really wet, especially, you know, if you fall over and then it's like, then you're wet and, you know, so you're wet with sweat and, you know, from the ice. Um, and then also, you know, there's, uh, you know, occasionally you'll see like the, the snow build up, like the piles, you know, primarily in the corners, um, which isn't as big a deal. I would just say the big thing, at least from my perspective, would be the, you know, the, know sometimes it can just be a little too a little too too wet yeah that's one of the things that uh people not only on sleds but people who are upright skating uh have to contend with the inexperienced operators and we we've got some components of our machine some options that are available uh to help reduce that from happening so hopefully the the rinks that uh, you partake in will either have more experienced operators or get some of these features that are available uh, so that uh, those types of uh, issues where you're swimming in a ice rink don't happen. Right, right, yeah, because that's definitely no fun. No, no, I can remember that back from the days when I was young and uh, playing hockey and falling down in the first period and being wet and cold the rest of the game. So not a, not a fun thing. Matt, how did the story that the NHL did on you and your dad impact your business? So quite honestly, I mean, we did get a little, a little, you know, when the, the commercial, um, aired, um, we did get, you know, a little, um, you know, Hey, I saw you on TV and, you know, it's pretty neat to say that I've been, you know, on national TV for, you know, a short, um, amount of time. Um, but it's just sort of, you know, a bummer. I know it's, um, you know, it affected everything, but just with the way, the, the timing of everything, you know, it was like the the commercial kind of aired, and then right around that time is really when everything started shutting down. Um, 
so there was really no sled hockey, you know, to be, you know, every, everything was just closed. Um, but I think that, you know, now that people, you know, are getting back to things and they've seen that, um, you know, that commercial, um, I think, you know, we do get more people that ask us about it. Um, and I think, you know, every year, you know, hoping that it's, you know, when they have hockey day, um, across America, that commercial will air, um, and, you know, more people will ask us about it you may have touched a little bit this uh in um our discussion earlier but based on the story that that nhl discover did you seem very driven to help give to the sport of hockey to make it more accessible to all does this come from growing up and spending a large portion of your life in a wheelchair or what is it that uh, is driven you and your father to um, to be what you're doing? That's a really good question. Um, you know, I, I think yeah, I think some of it does stem from you know my you know growing up and you know like I said I, I I walked with crutches until I was about seven, and then from about seven until you know now I've been you know fully dependent on my wheelchair. Um, and I would say it's, you know, definitely, uh, driven by, you know, my growing up and, um, you know, just seeing, um, you know, just really just, uh, I keep, I keep bringing it up just, but just really seeing how much it, it positively Im impacts people's lives. And, you know, we never, you know, want to stop that. We always want to, you know, keep growing. And, uh, you know, me personally, I just think it's just great to see, you know, how it, it changes people's lives. Well, it certainly sounds like it's had an impact. The ability to play hockey's had an impact positively on your life. And I think that what I'm getting in hearing you is that you enjoy as much to see others be able to play the sport that you have a passion for. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and quite honestly, probably even, even more, um, just because, you know, it, it definitely is, is rough on, uh, on the body, like I, I, I touched on before. Um, so, so it's, it's great to see other people, um, you know, in, enjoy something that I've enjoyed for, you know, nearly 20 years. Um, and, you know, I've met some of my, my, my best friends through sled hockey, um, and it, it is a smaller community than, um, you know, it's growing every year, but it's smaller than, you know, the, the stand-up hockey community, um, and so it's it's great because it's like we're all a big, big family, like everybody knows each other um, for the most part. Yeah, it's, I think it's one of those tough things, and I had a lot of heart-to-heart -heart conversations with Travis and his father. Uh, over the years, um, nobody wants to see anybody um, have to uh, be in a wheelchair. Uh, it uh, Travis changed a lot of lives, and as you and your father are, um, but I think there's, you know, you would probably not uh, want to see people have to have it. But it's great, uh, I think, what you guys are doing to enable those that are put in the situation of um, not being able to play upright hockey that they still can. 
um, continue or learn the sport um, and develop the love for it like you did. And I applaud you and your father for that. I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, uh, you know, definitely nobody, you know, wants to, you know, I, I can't even imagine, you know, I would say I can't even imagine, you know, waking up one day and, you know, not being able to, you know, have the use of my legs um, just because being in a wheelchair is all I've ever known. Um, and so it really, it does not have an impact on me. Um, but to, you know, have that news, um, you know, but then to come across the game of, you know, it's not even, not even just, I know we're talking about hockey here, but just sports in general, I, you know, adaptive sports. I just think it's, it's great. And it's, um, can just, um, just the impacts, you know, um, the psychological impacts, um, can really just be a life, life-changing thing. Well, it's one of the things that we've talked with. We did a podcast with a couple people from the NHL and the word inclusive or inclusivity uh, is very strong with them. They, they want to make it the sport of hockey and the passion for the NHL game to be all inclusive. And I, I hear that in what you say as well, that uh, it, it's very important to you to help people be able to be included in, in what I think, and I'm biased for more than one reason, but I think that hockey is the greatest sport that, uh, that is out there. Oh, I completely agree. Absolutely. Matt, can you tell our listeners about any workings that uh, you have with USA Hockey? Is it something that you've been doing for a while? Is it something you're hoping to get into if you're not already involved with them? Oh, we have a we have a wonderful um, relationship with USA Hockey. Um, we have for several years, um, probably I want to say like the last, um, oh, it's probably been ten years, maybe. We have um, what's called the USA Disabled Hockey Sled Lending Program, and um, you know. Uh, goes without saying, but the last couple, um, you know, year or so, that program's kind of been on hold. Um, but so what the, the USA Disabled Hockey Sled Lending Program um, allows is, um, so number one, it's, it's, it's ran by us. So we have built, um, I think we have um, 48 sleds um, and they're very, various um, lengths and bucket widths. Um, and sticks, and we also have um, high backs, so they they mount on the the back of the bucket, um, as well as and that is, allows for you know somebody with a, a higher injury who doesn't have the balance um, some added support, and then we have um, you know uh, they're called pusher handles, and they just slide in the back of the of the sled. And that allows for, you know, somebody who does not have the strength um, to push themselves, um, allows somebody um, on uh, stand-up skates to push them around. So they're able to have that experience um, of being on the ice. Um, so we, we have, and those, all those items um, are 
um, kind of in the, um, uh, you know, in use by uh, the USA Disabled Hockey Sled Lending Program, um, like I said, which allows um, current groups or um, groups looking to start a sled hockey program and just trying to see, you know, how much interest there is. Um, and so they um, fill out a form, um, you know, basically requesting the sleds and we let them know if the date is available um, and we box up the sleds um, and, you know, any, all the other equipment, um, you know, that I previously mentioned and um, they go out to, to the event, um, you know, and the events can be, you know, you know, as few as just a couple people or they can be, you know, huge events where I've seen, you know, they have, you know, 40 people out on the ice and they have news crews there and, you know, it's just, it's just great. Um, and so all of that is, is uh, paid for um, by USA Hockey. Um, and so the groups are not responsible for, you know, any type of um, uh, funding on, on their part um, with that. Um, and now, you know, with the ongoing or the current situation of, you know, kind of where we are today, um, that kind of has changed. Um, but we, you know, we, we plan on, you know, um, it, here in the very near future, things starting back up again. Well, it's great that you do that. And I'm going to be, again, somewhat selfish here in that uh, anything that is done to bring more people into ice rinks is something that we certainly are in support of. Because if there's uh, more user groups using ice rinks, there's going to be more need for our product. So, uh, again, thank you for what you're doing to bring another segment of the population. Uh, to the ice rink world and the ice rink industry. Of course, absolutely. Like I said, I uh, I love it. So it's just it's great. We have a customer who owns a rink in Albuquerque, and it I found um, him through Facebook, uh, and it turned out that he and I went to a hockey camp together many moons ago. Um, his son plays sled hockey, uh, but he's on a different brand that I'm not going to talk about um, because I don't want to do that. Uh, but could you tell our listeners what uh, it is about your um, sleds that sets them apart from competitive units? Other sleds that we've seen on the market are more tailored toward one specific person and they're more custom. Whereas ours, we try to, you know, reach as many people as possible so I could get in the sled and then, you know, um, one of you could get it, you know, uh, you know, anybody could jump in the sled after me, um, you know, with just making a few adjustments. It sounds like what yours are, are maybe a, a more universal sled that um, multiple bodies could use on, let, let's say it's off for a weekend and you had different groups coming in you could customize it to fit different people where the other one, and maybe I'll go to like um, a molded boot might be for uh, a specific body um, where yours maybe can adapt. I, I hope that I'm um, formatting that in the proper verbiage uh, to describe things. Absolutely. 
a- absolutely that that I couldn't have said that better myself that that's perfect what goals do you have um, for the company uh, Matt between you and your dad is it something that uh, you envision that this is what uh, your career is going to be uh, yes um, you know uh, we'll see kind of you know what the what the future holds um, I mean but for right now things are you know working and like I said you know we're growing every year um, I feel like and we're you know reaching more people um, and you know uh, I mean my goal would definitely be to you know to see you know more and go go to uh, a different events and you know every every sled or every other you know sled that you see on the ice be a sled for mobility sports I mean that would just be be great but um I mean, you know, taking that out of the equation, just having people in sleds, regardless of you know where they came from, is the most important thing. You know, I, and I, I think I can speak for my dad on that note as well, that, um, you know, that's the most important thing. Um, just seeing the, the game itself just grow um, is, is just so important and just continuing to uh you know uh not to sound like a broken record but just continuing to uh change people's lives have you um had the opportunity to compete against any nhl players that uh um decided to um get into a sled and and try sled hockey versus stand-up hockey i have not um we um uh not any any NHL players. I know that there have been other, you know, individuals that have um, had that opportunity. Personally, I have not. Um, back, and this is again several years ago, um, we did have a, a um, it would be just, it was just like one practice where the, uh, the Fort Wayne Comets would come to our local sled hockey practice. And a few of, um, you know, those guys would get in sleds. So they're not quite NHL, you know, players, um, but they're, you know, up there. And, you know, they, I remember when they would get in sleds and, you know, they were just, um, it was kind of, you know, comical to see how they were, you know, just completely out of their element. And then they, you know, got up off the ice and they were just like, that was really tough. And they didn't realize how much, strength it actually took and then you know you would talk to them you know a day or so later and they're like oh I'm so sore and my body hurts so much and it just took more out of them than you know um the game uh, you know Santa hockey that they're used to playing all the time I'm sure that it gave them a good appreciation and like I say when I tried it it was it was something I've tried curling and I uh, realized in curling uh, that I had a bunch of muscles that hadn't been used in quite a while and they were sore for quite an extended period of time. Have you guys adapted the sleds so that if somebody wanted to play roller hockey, and I asked that because out here in California, you can't uh, generally go out and find outdoor ice unless you're up in the mountains. Um, but is that something that is doable um, or something you guys have thought about? That's a great question, Doug. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's something we've definitely, um, we have thought about and we, we do offer. 
we have um, what's called a a wheel kit, um, and um, it just simply goes in place of the blades, um, and it allows for you know if ice is not available um, to um, it's not ice is not available. Um, you can we don't really you know for several you know obvious reasons the most being you know liability we don't recommend it playing you know in the street or anything like that um it's also you know uh really rough on the equipment if it's not a, a flat surface um particularly the gloves you know because if you think you're um pushing um you know the sticks and each time you know you you um push your knuckles are hitting the ground and if it's an uneven surface, you're going to eat through a pair of gloves, you know, in in no time. Um, and so, yeah, we have the wheels and then um, what goes in place of the picks um, that we found um, works best is um, they're just rubber, um, like forearm crutch tips. Um, and so you take the picks off and you put those um rubber crutch tips on and you know you can um uh you know maneuver yourself um and what's also great um you know along with the wheel kit we also have um you know we call it the our universal wheel kit and that allows for um you know somebody that may not have a mobility sport sled to also have that opportunity to if they don't have the opportunity to get on the ice um, they can, you know, go to a, a tennis court or, you know, if, uh, you know, if last resort, you know, in their driveway um, and things like that. So, yeah, that's definitely something that we have um, thought about and we've, uh, you know, kind of put into uh, put into uh, practice. It's something out here. There's a lot of roller rinks uh, or, out, you know, outdoor um for roller hockey. So they've got maybe a sport court surface. Uh, and I, it's funny, I was just at a facility watching a stepdaughter uh, in a tournament uh, for jujitsu. And it was at a old, what used to be an ice rink that I sold the machine to years ago in Vegas. And they still have the sport court down and they still have the uh, dasher boards up. And um, I'm thinking that uh, it might just be an opportunity or um, roller rinks. Uh, for another opportunity for them to generate revenue if there was uh, this adaptability and uh, get people to maybe get started and then uh, transition from roller into ice like they do in stand-up hockey. Right, yeah, and, you know, I see, you know, as the, the sport continues to grow, I definitely see that coming to uh, fruition, you know, um, roller rinks offering, you know, maybe having a, a league of some sort. Um, you know, just like there are, you know, sled hockey leagues all over. Maybe they'll have, you know, roller sled hockey leagues, um, you know, in, in the future as things, the sport continues to grow. Well, we've got to the point where I consider myself to be somewhat of a foodie. And this is a question that I ask of most all of our guests. Um, are you familiar with White Castle? I am. And are you a yay or a nay to the White Castle burgers? I, I am a yay. Um, however, you know, unfortunately, where I'm located, we don't, we do not have. I think the closest one is um, about two hours away. Um, okay. But I, I do 
I do enjoy White Castle. I'm glad to hear that. There's some other people within our organization that uh, aren't as fond of them as I am, but they were a big part of uh, hangover prevention when I was younger and living in Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. I completely understand. What would be your favorite food, Matt? You know, I'm, I, I consider myself a, a foodie as well. I, you know, all types of food. I'll try anything once, you know, as I always say, um, I really like, you know, can't go wrong with, um, you know, a, a good, uh, barbecue, uh, grilled steak. Um, I, I enjoy cooking, um, as well. Um, and, and grilling. Um, so I would definitely say like, you know, can't beat, uh, you know, a good uh, grilled steak. Well, and I know down in Indiana, there's a lot of places that you can get that, uh, uh, especially like Indianapolis. I think that I've been, is it St. Elmo's Fire? Is that the? It, uh, it is. Okay. <laughs> that, that, their their uh, shrimp cocktail is uh, well worth the journey um, if you haven't had it. Have not, um, you know. I keep telling my uh, my wife we might. Uh, uh, Indianapolis is about is about two hours from where we we are here in uh, Fort Wayne, so I keep telling her that we might have to make a trip down there just so we can go and, you know, try it out. Well, and if you do, there's a gentleman who is a former professional bowler who one of these days I'm going to reach out to him and get him. Uh, on a podcast as well that owns an ice rink, uh, one of the finest men I've ever met, Mike Albee. And uh, he's also got a couple ice rinks that uh, that he owns in addition to the bowling alley. So if you get down that way, let me know and I can uh, hook you up with him to, to visit. And maybe you can talk to him about uh, expanding his customer base to include sled hockey players. Oh, absolutely. That would be great. Great. Where is the best meal that you've ever had, if you can recall that? That's a tough one. You know, I would probably say, um, you know, my uh, my my mom's family's all from um, out uh, east um, in uh, Massachusetts, and um, I cannot remember the name of the restaurant, but they had uh, uh, lobster. You know, it's you know fresh off the boat. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, lobster rolls. Um, I mean, that was just, that would probably be, you know, in the, in the top for me. Um, well, if you get out to the Boston area and I don't know if she's from Boston or thereabouts, but, um, the, I think the best pizza place in the land is Santapio's and it is, uh, the last local exit on the way into Logan airport. And they have barbecue, you can get uh, lamb, you can get sausage, you can get steak tips. But uh, I highly recommend a double garlic pizza. Um, you might not like the results the next day, but uh, it is a spectacular pizza if you get the opportunity to go there. Have have to definitely try that. I have uh, quite a bit of uh, you know, my, uh, uh, the majority of my family is in uh, western uh, Massachusetts, but do have some family in uh in the Boston area. In fact, I was actually, I was born in Boston. Uh, my parents, you know, only lived out in that, uh, you know, area for a few years. So that's why I said, you know, I grew up for the most part in Northern Michigan, but was actually born in Boston. So. 
where is you've traveled a little bit so where would your favorite place um that you've been to or what is your favorite place that you have yet to been uh travel to you know i i always say that i think my my favorite city even though driving is a little crazy there um is um is boston um i just think that the history um is is great um and, and going to you know some of the, the great places you know there um i go you know every couple years you know when we go out to see my, my you know my mom's family we we travel it's about three hours to boston um it seems like we go there every you know few years um haven't been in in probably five or five years or so but um boston's great um places you know i've always wanted to go i've honestly i've never been um anywhere what you know out west i've always wanted to go to you know like colorado um you know places like that um and just have have not had the opportunity so that would be great if i was you know ever to have the opportunity to travel out west i would definitely you know jump on that in a heartbeat well, if you decide to make a road trip and you're looking to go through states to visit ice rinks, I can uh, create like a little triptych like AAA does for you so that you can pop in and visit a whole bunch of ice rinks and uh, introduce your product to a whole new client base. Okay, that would be great. I, I will definitely keep that in mind. Thank you. Matt, how does someone learn more about you and Mobility Sports Story? It, you know, just, um, you know, we do have um, a, a Facebook page, you know, just Mobility Sports, um, and then our um, our, our website, um, www.mobilitysports.com, um, and we have, you know, a little about us, um, you know, section on there, just kind of talks a little bit about us, um, and then, you know, just there, there's a, 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 you know, phone number on there. Um, you know, feel free to give us a call and, you know, I'm always, you know, up for, you know, talking to people, you know, specifically about, you know, uh, getting involved in flood hockey. We want to thank everyone for listening in to another episode of Ask the Zamboni Experts podcast. Have a question for one of our experts or an idea for a future episode? Please email your questions or requests to info at Zamboni.com. For more information and additional podcast episodes, please visit Zamboni.com forward slash podcast or search ask the zamboni experts on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify matt thank you very much for being with us it was a pleasure to chat with you this is doug peters wishing you a nice day